Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the kingdom of heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, it's good to be with you. How is your light? Is it on a dimmer switch? Have you totally covered it off? Did you did you like put a cap on it, you know, so that nobody could see it and extinguish that wick? That's what the world wants us to do. They want us to just go and say, okay, the Lord says you're to be a light, you're to shine. And yes, this should be lit for the illustration. But what the world's calling us to do is to put that cap on it so that it can't be lit, so that it can't shine. But you are created to shine. But with that, there's another question that is, have we put a dimmer switch on it? How do we try to control where our light shines? In other words, we're in church. So we're going to turn that thing up so it looks really good. And we have all this light shining. And then we're in an environment with our friends who may not be believers or our family members who are at work. And we turn the switch down. Or we're in a political conversation. We're afraid to say, hey, what's the word of God say on that subject? So we turn it down. I know I'm messing. But just think about it. All the areas of life. Just take a moment and think about it. Is your light for, for the Lord on a dimmer switch? That was really convicting for me. Because when I step back, I could see sometimes I operate slightly different. It might not be a lot. But, you know, with a dimmer switch, you can make just a little tweak and of adjustment and take that light down just a little bit. And the minute we do that, we're actually functioning against or working against who God created us to be. Of course, I was also, as I was preparing this, I was thinking of being a little kid. I grew up in church. I'm a preacher's kid. And and so, you know, we get into Sunday school and the you know, in the 60s and 70s, and we'd be singing this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, you know, and we'd be putting everything, all the words and the motions to it. And so, but with it, that's actually, actually, even as we're singing, it's a declaration, I have a light, and I'm going to let it shine. Not I might let it shine, or not, or not, I might put it on a dimmer switch. And yes, we didn't have dimmer switches around in that that day, but even change the wattage, like I'm going to go, okay, I have a hundred watt bulb right now, but I'm walking into this situation. I just need to tone it down. So I'm going to put in a 40, or I'm going to put it a 25 or, Hey, how about a little nightlight? I'm just going to do enough to stay on track with God, but not enough to make a difference. We're all guilty. Okay. We're all guilty of doing that at some point in time. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. In fact, let's start out with prayer, and then we're going to dive into Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. All right. So, Heavenly Father, forgive us when we've been dim or even out rather than shining for you. Forgive us, God, for when we've compromised, when we've 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 capitulated to the world around us rather than just staying firmly planted, rooted, and established on who you are and who you have said we are. So, Father, as we go through this, we open ourselves up. And, Lord, we ask that you search us and that you take your Holy Spirit spotlight and you shine into our lives and you reveal the darkness within us. And, Lord, as that surfaces, we commit. We commit to bring it before you. Because we know you're there to bring healing and you want to turn up that switch. You want that light. You want to blow the very breath of heaven on that light. So, Lord, we just look to you in Jesus name. 
Amen. Actually, while I was praying, I saw I saw this vision and I saw, you know how when you're trying to get a fire going, you know, like you're trying to get those sparks tonight, you'll just, you know, you'll, you'll blow on it. You'll gently blow on it. And I really feel that that's what the Holy Spirit saying to us is that as we dive in, that there's going to be this, this, this wonderful slight breeze, you know, that, that breath from heaven to blow on that ember, to blow on that spark, to blow on our light so that it actually increases. How cool is that? So yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Okay. So Matthew 5, 14 to 16, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a basket, but on a candlestick. And it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, which glorify your your father who is in heaven. Okay, first, you might recall from when we taught on being the salt of the earth, that that word you is emphasized. In other words, Jesus is saying, and, and the audience would have ca- caught this, Jesus is saying, you and only you. You're the only one who could do this. You're the only one who can be the light of the world. Nobody else can carry your light for you. You are fully responsible for that light. I am fully responsible for that light. So again, a great question to journal with Holy Spirit is, am I bringing light to darkness? Or am I putting a cover on and extinguishing or trying to hide that light? And again, when Holy Spirit goes searching us as he reveals things to us it's not for shame or condemnation it's so that we can deal with it so that we can be who God's created us to be so that we can walk into all he's called us to walk in with our full identity and the full plans and purposes so um again no one can shine that light for us but we could ask holy spirit to show us anywhere where we're, we're trying to put that dimmer switch down or even extinguish the light so here's a key You may think that you don't have much impact. However, any amount of light always invades the darkness. Let me say that again. Any amount of light always invades the darkness. See, the darkness can't have control unless we turn off the light. It's in our hands. You and you alone. Me and me alone. Okay, so... So even if you don't ever downplay, like if you're like, I don't even know what impact I can have in this situation. If you're carrying the light of the kingdom of heaven, if you're a son or daughter of God and refusing to extinguish your light, you're you're refusing to cover your light. You actually have more impact than you realize because light always pierces through the darkness. No exception. Light pierces through the darkness. So. So light not only like pierces through or chases away the darkness, but it also shows us where to go and lets us determine how we're going to get there. What do you do on a dark night when there doesn't seem to be any stars in the sky? You grab a flashlight, right? You take that flashlight. It shows you where you're placing your feet. It shows you, it helps you determine where to step, where not to step. So when we're carrying the light that comes from the throne room of heaven, it's guiding and directing our paths. And because we have that flashlight, Also, those who are around us, it can help them too. Okay, we're responsible. You and you alone, me and me alone are responsible for carrying the light. Nobody else can do it. 
but people can benefit from the light that we carry. You see, you're not made to walk in confusion and darkness. You're created to walk in and carry the light. Um, one of the other things I teach my ministry teams when I'm when I'm training teams and actually when I'm out speaking, because this is so much a part of my life, is that one of the things about Christianity is as a religion, it's shrouded in light. It's not shrouded in darkness. OK, so everything that we do in the kingdom of heaven is light. It gives life. It is always in the light. So. You know, I, I'm always, when we're ministering to people, hey, we'll show them the prayers, we'll talk through, we say stop us, you know, and ask us questions, because again, there's nothing hidden. Um, God, you know, even in our own lives, you're like, well, what about my own sin? Well, God loves us so much, he will shine his light in to reveal the darkness that's within us so that our lights can shine even brighter. Um but again, back to back to everything in Christianity, everything with walking with the Lord being in the light. Um, this is one of the things that that I tell my teams is a given as far as like um, uh, cults, secret organizations, um, you know, things that go against who God is. If you're being asked to make secret oaths, secret covenants, secret vows, then you should step back and question it. Because even if the works look good on the surface, when you dig deeper you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to find an organization or a belief system that is not kingdom aligned. And so whenever you're asked to, you know, make those secret vows and whatnot, it, it should be a huge, 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 massive red flag because everything in the kingdom is done in the light. So going back to Matthew five, Jesus goes on and he states that a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Okay, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Um, you know, and they would have understood that because they would be out walking on these hills would be those cities. And we see that still today. That hasn't changed. We have another um, way to look at this that they didn't have back as Jesus was, was speaking this as he was giving this message. And that is that we can, you know, we have airplanes, we fly. And when you think about it, or at least I do a fair amount of travel for ministry, and one of the things I love if I'm flying at night is to look down and see all the lights because the lights pierce through the darkness. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. When your light is shining, it pierces through that darkness, even from a distance can be seen. So I, I really love that concept. And that was just a real visual for me as, as I looked at it because the light shows a place of community and gathering. Okay, when we're looking for that city on a hill. Now, something like a lighthouse that light pierces through the darkness, but what it's doing is it's warning of danger, okay? And really the body of Christ should be warning of danger because whenever we go off the path that God has for us as individuals or as um, a culture, as a world, we usher in sin. And so when we usher in sin, we're going to crash up against those rocks, okay? So so the the believer who's walking in the light can also give warning, okay? We see this other places too. We see lights put on the top of tall buildings to warn airplanes. You know, it, it's that safety net saying there's something here. Okay, so again, how's, how's, that, how's that warning come? It comes through a light. Um, again, you know, I, I said it can also like the show us where to go. Okay, what do we do if, on a really dark night? We grab a flashlight or we turn on the light on our phones, you know, but same concept, flashlight. And it lights the way and we can see where we're stepping, where we're going. It lights the path ahead. 
so when we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive a light. The question is, are we going to allow it to shine? And how bright are we going to let it shine? Um, you know, Jesus, you know, he says it, you know, um, he goes on and he says, you know, that we don't put it under, it would be, or it would be silly to put it under a basket or to, or to put the cover on. Okay. That would just be silly. And yet that's what we do when we compromise the word of God for any reason. Now, effectively, when we compromise, what we're doing is we're dimming or extinguishing that light. So why, what are the reasons that you compromise? Like, what are the reasons that you take that dimmer switch on, on your kingdom light and you, you pull, pull it down where, um, where you just don't have the impact, where you don't shine as bright? What, what are some of the things or the reasons that you do that? You know, I, I thought of a few and, and go ahead and, and put those if you're listening to this on a platform where you can comment, go ahead and put those in because we really learn from each other. And so what you comment could really help somebody else. So what are the areas that that you dim your light? So as as you're right now, just share with you a few of the ones I thought about. Um, we can be afraid that we'll lose family or friends because of our stance, because of a kingdom stance, a biblical stance. Um, we can be afraid that we'll be persecuted, that we'll be jeered at, that we'll be ridiculed, or maybe even that we'll lose our job. We can be afraid that we'll be placed in prison, that we won't be accepted. You people pleasers, you know, those who struggle with that, that's a big one, you know, that I'm going to, I'm going to give into this because I need to please so-and-so, you know, are some of those, those compromises that you're making all because that you're afraid that you won't please somebody. Um, so that list goes on and on and on and on. It can even be that we dim the light because we're uncomfortable with what scripture says on a certain subject. Okay, so so all of those come into play, but did you catch the common denominator with each and every one? The common denominator is fear, which tells me then that if we're dimming our light, we actually have a faith issue. We have a trust issue. God, will you be there? Will you protect me? Will will I be left alone? Okay, you know, Lord, I don't trust you to be there. I don't trust you to protect me. I don't trust that your word is true. Now, that's not to put shame or condemnation on. That's that we need to be aware of where we're at and working with the Lord, asking the Lord to do that house cleaning, to shine his light so that these areas where fear is creeping in, that we send it right back out, that it has an eviction notice. In fact, somebody right now, you're listening, you need to know fear has an eviction notice. Like it has to go, it has to leave, and it has to leave now because fear is not of the kingdom of heaven. Fear brings in darkness, okay? Faith brings in light. So again, when we go and we hide that light, then we're working against the very thing that we're created for because we're not, we, we are the light. We're, we carry the light. God's, you know, God said we're responsible for that light. But again, it also brings light to those around us. Okay. For our world, why are we in such a state of division, of sin being glorified, of um, control, manipulation, 
uh, parental rights being taken away, like all these things that are happening, not just here in the United States, but in various levels all around the world or have been for years. Why? Because the church hasn't necessarily allowed our light to shine in the way that we're created to. Okay, so um, so when we, again, when we do that, then what happens is we're not lighting the way for those around us either. And so if we're not willing to get involved in, in our communities, in our legal system, in our school systems, you know, um, even, even some of our churches who are like, woo, way out there. Um, you know, if we're not, if we're not like, if we're not that, that like that, even that lighthouse is saying, wait a minute, if we go this direction, we're going to hit rocks. If we go this direction, it's wrong that we're not being a light. We're not being a light when we're silenced. We're not being a light. Okay. And so, and by silence, there's lots of ways besides just verbal. There's many, many ways to bring across the message. There's many ways to be a light. And there's different means that we use depending on the situation. When we're walking in the light, when we're walking with the Lord, he's going to give us those creative ideas to actually not just have an impact, but to have a, a higher level of an impact, an abundant impact because of who he is. So again, when we attempt in any way to hide our light, we're working against the very thing that we were created for. I love verse 16. Out of the passion, it says, so don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them. And they will give their praise to your father who is in heaven. It's just so interesting um, as I looked at that, because who's doing the praise here? It's those who are around, those who are watching. That our light is an invitation for them to come into the kingdom of heaven. Our light is an invitation for them to worship, to praise God. I never realized that. I'm thinking, okay, when my light shines, I praise. That's not it. it it's that's not what it's saying. You know, that was out of passion. Um, the modern English says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven." Same thing. I just never read it right. The worship that's going on right here, the door that's being opened when we let our light shine is for those around us to begin to worship God. The Amplified says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good needs and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your father who is in heaven. When we don't shine our light, not only are we hindering our walk with the Lord. But we're hindering the ability or the opportunity of those around us to be able to praise the Lord. Take that dimmer switch off the wall, so to say, of our hearts. Take it off. Put an on switch there that can't be turned off. Become so sold out to God and so so determined to let that light shine. And again, trust him. It's not. It's not necessarily beating somebody over the head with a two by four. It's saying, Lord, let me be a light in this situation. Show me if it's verbal. Let me speak. Give me the words to say. If it's an action, give me the action. Lord, give me a boldness that comes from the kingdom of heaven that I can be that light that in a dark world around me, I'm going to be that light that draws people in, that shows the way 
that lights the path, that sounds the warning. And because of that, people will praise and worship God. That's who you're created to be. You, you alone are the light. You and you alone. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Um, if you haven't done so, visit the website, ruthhendrickson.com. If you are having trouble being the light, you feel like there's this place that just keeps coming in, that you keep putting the lid on, that you're struggling, that that fear just has such a grip, go to the website, ruthhendrickson.com. That's where you can connect with the Mashaw team. Just click on Mashaw. It will show you where you can go to receive some ministry yourself so that your light can really shine bright. It'll give you the cost, the application, all that stuff. And um, also, if you're interested in going through the training, just click on the training tab. We want to see you walking in the fullness of who God's called you to be and really being that light to the world around us. Our world is desperate, 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 desperate for the light. All right. Thanks for joining me. Have a great day. Be so blessed. And remember, you, my friend, are the light. And you are here for such a time as this to shine that light. So go shine. Hey, everyone, before you go, just want to make you aware of a great training opportunity that we have coming up. We are going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas, February 27th through March 2nd. We're going to be doing the Mashaw basic training. We're going to be doing it live. So it'll be a great time to come together to learn. It's over 27 hours of instruction. We have practical applications in there, Q&As. We have time for testimonies and, of course, ministry. There is no better way to learn the Mashaw ministry model. So, again, we're going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas. The dates are February 27th through March 2nd. Where can you find all the information? Where can you register? Well, go to mashawministry.com, M-A-S-H-A-H, ministry.com, and look for the line where it says, I want live training or in-person training. That will get you to the right, right spot on the website. Or you can also visit ruthhendrickson.com and look under events. I would love to have you join us. Registration is required so we have enough materials and can plan accordingly. But we would love to see you there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.